fighting is a choice. Make yours. I'm into survival. I'm consistent. Jesus. Jennifer's body quote in there. Boom. Ma'am, I just, okay. I'm not going to start with you. It's the beginning of the new <laughs> season. And last season, we said we, we're not doing this. I'm not arguing about it. I was just bringing up the what's we call it, the quote. Okay. All right. We'll just say, all right. Just to, okay. Just don't go no further. Anyway. What up, y'all? It's been so long since we've seen you guys. Actually, not that long because y'all just got an episode from us, but I mean, right. Still, new season, new shenanigans, more Britney. Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she said you was going to do it. I guess you just starting right now. Well, anyway, and since it's a new season, you know, we have to start with a new theme. And for December, I feel like I say this all the time, but I don't give a shit. I just think I'm a little smarty pants. And the one for this month is... There's an imposter among us! Where all the movies this month real recognize real, and some of y'all looking real unfamiliar. Game recognize game, and you looking kind of unfamiliar right now. I, I can't... Where's Granddad? You okay? I really like the quote. That was all. Oh, oh. oh well, thanks. Okay. I, I worked hard. I worked hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't need to. I was just excited. We were confused. <laughs> First off, just, I didn't know if you were frozen or not. I can't <laughs> just smile in the camera randomly. So I was trying to figure out if he was frozen. Oh, no. I was just smiling. And then I was trying to figure out if he forgot your lines. No, season three shade. Immediate shade, wasting no time. It wasn't time for my line yet. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, shit. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so y'all, you can keep up with us on our socials at D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For early content, you know what the fuck to do. Join us on Patreon. All links can be found in the show notes below. Shut the fuck up, Maslow. Oh, oh, wow. Peter! Uh, <laughs> this movie is the wrong movie to talk about, Peter. Uh, look, okay. So for our first movie of season three, we're always shuffling and stuff trying to figure out what makes perfect sense. And I just figure since it's like so fucking cold outside and sometimes you just don't know who phony, who fake, who real, and who ain't, why not do John Carpenter's The Thing. And this bitch ain't streaming nowhere, per usual. And I could have sworn it was just streaming. Listen, you're not, you not lying. You're not fucking lying. So it was? Because I i don't know where the fuck it was streaming, I could have sworn I HBO Max. I feel like it was on HBO Max. I know I've seen that fucking dog in the snow a thousand fucking times because I always cut that shit off because I was like, I don't want to watch nobody try to shoot a fucking dog. I oh, know that buddy. bitch been streaming. I knew that bitch was streaming. Well, today... 
this bitch ain't streaming. It might be today as in when this releases, cause that's always how that shit happens. No, always. I bet, watch, watch. It always happens to us. Every time we cover a movie, never streaming. As soon as the episode drop, maybe like a week or so, it's out. So listen, I feel like the damn dog trying to get itself out of that damn cage, trying to find a recommendation for this movie. Cause I, ain't no movie like the thing. I can honestly tell you get some bits and pieces, but ain't, ain't nothing like this. This is a special piece of something. Park recommendations. My park recommendations. This one is a throwback because we actually covered this movie in season one, and that would be The Mist from 2007. Because what the fuck is these creatures that's just invading the world? Then my next one would be a movie that we're actually gonna cover later on this month, and that's 1998's The Faculty. Because you niggas imposters, and I need y'all out. Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. As we all know, I ain't seen that one movie this month, so this is my first time watching it. They don't know that. <laughs> oh. Why would they know that? <laughs> my bad, y'all. Because I think I had mentioned it before. I feel like I mentioned it. Not sure. But yeah, uh, this is my first time watching this movie. Surprise, surprise, survivors. This is also my first time watching this movie. Now, I ain't going to hold you and be like, I ain't never started this movie before. I have. I always cut this fucking movie off somewhere in like the 15 minute mark. Maybe not even that much. Like baby in the snow, motherfucker blow up the chopper. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. I should have watched this shit a long time ago. Yeah, right? I agree. Definitely should have watched this a long time ago. Cause this right here, this is my shit. Exactly, not- Haslow. <laughs> Um, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I know, I don't know. I feel like it was the Comcast on demand days, but for the show, this was my first time watching it for like actual understanding and like picking up everything that was like going on. And I agree, Brittany, I really like mess with this movie a lot. So something that I picked up on, I know we have talked about it later, is the fact that this one is like watching it for the first time, but also watching it to digest because I watched it a couple times. It's how many layers this fucking movie has in it. Yeah. It was such a treat to watch. Yeah. Then when you're re-watching it, you're just noticing different things. Because you kind of know what's going to happen, but it makes things make more sense. You know what I mean? Or certain things just start standing out. Or even certain shit that's being said. You're like, oh, now I know why the fuck you said that. I completely get it now. Because before you're like, oh, it's just some person's desperation blah 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 blah, and then afterwards you're like you sneaky bitch (laughs) this movie was directed by the legendary john carpenter but he actually almost passed on this movie because um i didn't say this earlier but this is actually a remake believe it or not of i want to say 1951's the thing from another world which both of those are based off of a book called who goes there which basically, they say that this one is the more faithful adaptation, but I wouldn't know that because I ain't seen the original and I ain't read the book. But I'm pretty sure y'all that have, y'all can win that argument and argue about it. But 
Some people that were going to direct this movie before John Carpenter was up was Tobe Hooper, who some of you guys might know from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then John Landis. John Landis? Thriller? John Landis? An American Werewolf in London? John Landis? Do you know we could have had? Actually, I don't know, because the Tobe Hooper one, the directors one, fucking, well, not the directors, because he was going to be the director. But the studio, they weren't messing with it. I don't know what happened with John Landis. I know this movie was, like, up and down. A lot of stuff was happening that was blocking it from getting put out. But produced by David Foster, Lawrence Terman, Wilbur Stark, and Stuart Cohen. Written by Bill Lancaster. Music done by Ennio Marticone. And he fucking went off. If y'all subscribe to Shudder, I swear this is the Shudder music. Look at Britney's face. She's like mind blown. She's like, I, I got, got rid of my shit. I, I, I got rid of my subscription. Do. The... Whoa, what is wrong with you? It's so cheap. They're never going to sponsor us now. No. <laughs> That's why you should sponsor us because Janae needs to have a shutter subscription. Out of all the subscriptions, Shutter got the apps. Because okay. I had to be I had to be realistic. And all of the apps that I look at, I never open Shutter. So it was just like I'm sitting here paying for something never. that I don't open. As well. Open it, bitch. You having a one. horror podcast and not opening Shutter is wild. That's why. Because everything is found, everything we watch can be found somewhere else. Shudder. Some, a lot of times. Be on Shudder. Damn. Damn. Jinx, you on me a soda. I have mentioned before, I watch TV shows more than I watch movies. So. They got TV shows. Shutter has Shutter. Watch this. Shutter. Look, please get me and Brittany. We can do advertisements. Watch this. Hey, survivors. So, look, are you looking for something to watch? Are you kind of wondering why Netflix has disappointed you yet again? Well, let me tell you about Shutter. If you want to watch the slashes or you want to watch the feminine wilds, Shutter has something for you. And just in case you wanted to watch some live TV, Shutter also has that. So listen, let me go ahead and tell you to go ahead and use our exclusive code below, found in the show notes, to subscribe to Shutter. Just saying. Thank you. Please do not go in the show notes and look for a special code. There is no special code in the show notes. Looking in the show notes will result in disappointment because there is no special code. Thank you. And don't be trying to steal our stuff, Shutter. Bye. Oh, first of all, I'd be like, first of all, you better come out. <laughs> you better come out that membership. <laughs> all three of us. Okay. Now they're going to be like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> they're going to be like, didn't she say? I'm going to be like, she was delirious, actually. She didn't know what she was talking about. Listen, I barely slept last night. Me too. Me too. So wait, before you go into cast, I just need to say one thing, actually. What? These motherfuckers was fine and they goddamn you. Let me tell you. When okay, I, I just want to say time them, out because I don't want to get too excited because my thing is I get excited about stuff like this and y'all be looking at me like I'm freaking crazy. 
and I can agree with you because, honey, I wasn't even about to talk about the cash yet, but we can we could give a little taste because who is you looking at? Girl, Keith David, Kurt Russell, baby. Them motherfuckers looks good to me. Do you oh, hear me? And you, y'all know, y'all know I got a type. Maybe y'all don't know I have a type, but I got a type. Kurt Russell's is it, not my type, but in this goddamn movie, he is exactly my motherfucking type. Okay, exactly, like Maslow. Wide in the background because that motherfucker is fine. They it's is fine. Hair. It's just and it's so effortless. It's just. I'm extreme opposites. I like bald heads and I like heads full of hair. Like you can have luscious locks. Like Dwayne from the Lost Boys. Y'all know I love and Michael Emerson knows curly luscious locks. But special effects done by Robin Botton. First of all, this boy, I don't know how old he was because I've heard a few different ages, but mainly I be hearing 21 and 22. This boy spent time on these goddamn practical effects. This boy was dang near living on the lot working year around working on these effects and they look good to this day they look good and i've seen movies that probably came out like two years ago and they look bad you're not fucking lying they were good i would definitely say that the effects were good nasty but good and that's what we need like first of all to make this alien these niggas was using ky jelly mayonnaise i heard like microwaved chewing gum why did you even think to do that and some other shit just to make this look the way it did like i was impressed i couldn't take it so let me go ahead and just say this i was a little peeved that one of the reasons this movie didn't do well when it first dropped was because they didn't like the gore baby this is why we can't have nice things to this day this exactly. is probably why we get the effects we get because it takes too long for y'all to appreciate shit. And yeah, if you was one of them that was like, it's gory, it was gory, but now I love it. I'm talking about you because this shit was good, especially what they be trying to force feed us now. Exactly. That shit be sad. And this shit still holds up. Oh, you know what? You seen that episode of SpongeBob when Plankton was eating the hologram meals? That's what horror be giving us with that damn CGI. The hologram shit. I want, I want a crabby. I want a thick crabby patty made with love. I don't want that chum bucket hologram shit. Like, I don't want to make no burger. They really just be. Y'all don't appreciate nice things sometimes, and this is why we are where we are right now. Actually, I ain't gonna hold you. I might eat a mondo burger though. I ain't gonna. No, just man. just for the no, just for the one time man. just to say I did it. Just Uh-oh. to say I did it. I don't know. I might do it. I don't know. No. I don't... That shit is pumped up all maybe like, shit. Maybe like the opening day. You gonna start morphing into some weird. Them people was okay. It wasn't until they started fucking with killing them that, that shit got crazy. But the first day i be like, yeah, let me just get in here so I can go down and say I did it and live. Just like I'm trying to be up in top golf before it get ghetto. Because I oh, already know it's about to oh, go yeah. to hell. It already yeah, it been open. No, I know. That's why I said I'm trying to get up in there before it get ghetto. Now, I know that time window is small. But you got to try to make it work. 
To round this out, cinematography was done by Dean Cundy, who has also worked with John Carpenter on Halloween and a few other projects. I think that's pretty cool that he kind of like keeps the same crew of people because um, now we're getting into our cast, which our first person is Kurt Russell, who played RJ McCready. He already had worked with John uh, Carpenter then. I can't remember what movie it was. I'm not going to say I act like I do. I think it was like a sold on Precinct 13. I don't fucking know one of the movies that they was in. But um, they had already worked together. And I think when you work with people that you already know how they move and stuff, it just makes the whole process easier. So I like that they got a whole team vibe. Wolford Brimley as Blair, the senior biologist. Keith David as Childs, the chief mechanic. This is supposedly like his first big film that he was in. You said Keith David? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize that was him as far as I recognized the voice, but then I was looking at him and I'm like, huh, I always imagined that he always looked like a sugar daddy. But he oh, looked look like a young daddy. He was fine as fuck. I like his older, his older version. Yeah, These men age like a... so well. Yeah, they did. Okay. <laughs> now I can see why older women be fucking the hell out of their husbands. Because you literally see them mature over time. What? It's season three. You knew it was going to come and it came right Yeah, now. I was like, oh, yeah, we just, I guess we out the gay with it. Because you see uh, them progress. Them some fine ass. You understand. I'd have been on them dicks left and right all the time. You would have been like, I'd have been getting my back blown out in the ice. All right? Do you hear me? Frozen <laughs> vagina. Icicle pussy. Charles Hallahan as Norris, the geologist. Donald Moffat as Gary, the station commander. Richard Dysart as Dr. Cooper, the physician. David Clinton as Palmer, the assistant mechanic. Richard Mansour as Clark, the dog handler. T.K. Carter as Nalls, the cook. Joe Polis as Fuchs, the assistant biologist. Thomas G. Waits as Windows, the radio operator. And Peter Maloney as George Bennings, the meteorologist. This cast, throughout the entire movie, I have to say superior acting. I ain't ever seen a bunch of cast members portray this much fucking stress. So fucking but see, But see, the thing, the way that they portray stress, they still be cool about it. It's not like everybody's freaking out when stuff... Okay, except mm -hmm. that it was one scene. It was one scene where it was a shit show. But respectfully, I understand because I would have freaked the fuck out too. But through the rest of the whole situation, you see a group... And it's, it's like 12 of them niggas. And nobody's being like the asshole alpha male nobody's like doing the most everybody's like working together like everybody's being mature and just getting shit done and i like my horror movie characters smart okay no i do love a dumb bitch but <laughs> no, i don't i'm looking at you baby girl from um ready or not looking at you mm -mm. don't worry I daddy all... <laughs> <line of hope. laughs> okay no i love me a dumb bitch and horror i can't help it no i got a thing for the bitches in this house but anyway <laughs> real quick let's talk about these posters because this is the thing like this movie even though i like britney said earlier it did not do well when it first dropped but as a lot of great things it just picked up steam over the years and people have realized that this is like major and i was wondering how i was gonna feel about it when i watched it but when i did i was like oh i get it but 
the poster is one thing I've always seen in that damn blockbuster going past. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? So basically, I don't know. The thing I love about it, I love gems. I love crystals. I love sparkly shit. And the background of this one, it's just the, it's the one that everybody knows with the guy standing there and the light emitting from his face with the thing logo under it. But you can tell in like the background, it's supposed to be like giving snowy vibes, but it looks like a crystal to me. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know it's cool. It looks like he's just kind of frozen there, but then not because it's like his face is like, is it emanating? Whatever the fuck word it means. Illuminating. Yeah. Yeah. Emanating. Oh, like, yeah. You're right. No, you said that right. Yeah. Okay. That was the right word. It was just, you see the light coming out. You're like, what the fuck is it? And it got that fucking, mm -hmm. the hands look broken. When you look at him, like, I love the way the hands look now that I've It just looks like real possessed. Film. Yeah. Reminds me of the helmet guy from Scooby-Doo. I hate that guy that makes, uh, I talk about him all the time. And it does give me that vibe. And I can't remember what it was that I saw. I don't know if it was an edit someone made. I don't know if somebody had a t-shirt line coming out with the thing. But they animated this poster to where that guy was, like, walking forward. And it looks similar to when Homeboy got um, assimilated and was running out before he met his demise. We'll talk about that later. But it just, ugh, it unnerved me. I just couldn't take it. The next one that I kind of see a lot, this one's pretty simple. It, John, you know what this poster reminds me of? What? Windchill. Ew. The second one. Hey! <laughs> but it does, because really all it is, it's just... It's literally um, an iced out poster, but it looks like somebody wiped it just enough so you can see a screaming face. It like, and then I don't know the the lettering. It bothers me because it looks like Canva. Uh uh, it do look like Canva, but that also I feel like Canva. I feel like they was trying to give off like the somebody wrote it with a finger vibe, but it do give Canva. <laughs> Damn, I love the font though. For some reason. It just works for me. It it just makes it because it says the reason it works. There we go. That's why it is. It's a font that can be used for anything. I mean, and like, I agree with you because, like I said, when I look at it, it looks like he drew it with his finger, and I mean that's cool for me. And Johnny yeah. saying saying it's Canva. That just means it has it's easily transferable, and you could use it in a bunch of shit, which is perfectly what the movie's about. Oh, honestly, yeah. I use I use Got that a point font. there, B. I mean, I use that font on uh, my YouTube uh, vlog uh, thumbnails. Just look, I mm -hmm. feel like I'd be having to change our fault because everybody done discovered the lemonade milk. Like, damn, it was ours at first, and now everybody just damn. <laughs> I'm kidding, but no, for real. Um, anyway, you ready to get in line? I'll stop being petty. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. As always, we was not about to start off the season without playing a game. In this movie, you don't know who the hell to trust. Nigga, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? I don't fucking know. But you know what I do know? I will whoop anybody's ass in Among Us. It don't matter my position. I'm not going down without a fight. So, can you win as the imposter in Among Us? 
Brittany, I, I know you play Among Us. I was about to say, John, we talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah. So okay. when, um, when I bought my boyfriend his uh, PS5, I um, bought Among Us because I was like, I want to play. Everyone has talked about this game I want to play. And I have been playing with strangers online and couldn't nobody figure out that I was killing weirdos. I could definitely see that. And not the weirdos. Listen. <coughs> not the cough. But listen, I was fucking. It was a great time to be alive when I was playing Among Us. Great time. Because I I'm was still playing Among Us left his life. Yeah, I mean, I play it when I'm in my boyfriend's house, but because he got the game, but you know, don't not a fan of the new board, but also it's because I don't know it like that. But I still fuck with that game. So speaking of, pick your color to play as: yellow, red, orange, or black. Um, I'll probably go with red. I'm a pink girl. Pink is not an option. So you know I mean business when I'm in all black. Yeah, I was going to go with pink too. But because I normally, that's what I pick. I always pick pink. I'm usually pink. And then, oh my God, then they got the cutest little tan color. I be picking that color. And then it's a light pink. I'm like, Among Us went off when they upgraded the colors and the hats. Ugh. So first of all, I um I rolled through Among Us as Mr. Meeseeks. Um, if you watch Rick and Morty, you know what the fuck it is. <laughs> so normally I'm blue, but I'll do orange, which is the most essential thing that ever exists in, in fucking Among Us because it's just so meta because your point is as a me-seeks is to unalive yourself after filling your task because you want to be poofed. How long until you make your first kill? I'll do it after the first meeting right away. Cut the bullshit. I'll do it later, but somewhere in the open. I'll do it later, but somewhere hidden. I'm doing it later, but somewhere hidden. So I'm going to tell this story. And I know Brittany remember because she was there when it happened. And it might have happened to her. So um, a group of us was playing Among Us. You know, primetime quarantine. What a time to be alive. Uh, we was playing Among Us. And I may have or may have not been the imposter. And so I sabotaged. Everybody went running to go. It was like you, um, I was depleting the oxygen and everybody went to go run to put their hand on the thing. And after the screen switches, when it's telling you it's okay, I killed somebody in a crowd of people and nobody knew who the imposter was. <laughs> Do you remember this? I'm Were you not to... there? This was like I was there. This moment. I don't think I was there for that. And I don't. I low-key thought, I think I killed you. If I didn't kill you, then I killed Lynn. So it was somebody that I killed, and they was pissed. <laughs> but I got away with it. Nobody knew it was me until we got done with the game, and it was sought out. It was found out that I was the imposter, and I won. And it was two of us. That's when it used to be a lot of us playing in the rooms, and that's total chaos. Oh, that shit used to be beautiful. Well, I um, loved it. So y'all, I'm not even gonna hold you. I, I guess this is considered right away, but as soon as the shit drops, you know when motherfuckers used to run to do the key swipe, do the key card, and everybody mm -hmm. would go stand there right, right. Yes, because we need to watch and see what you're doing. But unfortunately, everybody would be right fucking there. So I would literally go in the pile and kill. And they'd be like, oh my God. So I mean, it was literally right away. Who yes, it was. Kidding? 
I would just say, fuck it. Like, if I'm the imposter, I need to get the first kill. Because that's what sets the tone. If it takes me too long to kill somebody and they start knocking yeah, out tasks, say, mm-hmm. then I'm fucked. Yeah, so I literally have to love. be like, whoever my partner is needs to be on the same type of time I am. You go get that fucking straggler that went out and I go do this motherfucker. When I tell you I was one of them little killing motherfuckers you had, and especially if I had a good ass partner, we were on that shit. Beautiful. <laughs> what is your response when accused? Blank is a sus. I was doing my task. I wasn't even near there. Oh my God, you guys are so dumb. I have never been accused. However, if I was, I would say that I was doing my tasks. I was doing my task. I learned the task. I would make sure that I pay attention to what was the task to be done. So that way I could say the right one. Yes. Um, it depends. Cause it's like, why was I accused? Like, am I accused because I'm following you? Cause I might not be following you. I might just be like, okay, you ain't getting killed. Let's just see what you're doing. But I don't know. I feel like I would have a different response, but I feel like I'll just go with, I was doing my task. Have you done double kills if there are two imposters? No, only once, a few times, every time, basically. No. It wasn't every time, and it was more than a few times, but a few times has to fucking work because you can't rely on that shit every time because motherfuckers start to suss you out if you start doing, mm-hmm. you know, being around a motherfucker. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, but you sometimes... can really only do that if you in a perfect room to vent and end up somewhere where nobody else is. Like, you got to be on it if you're going to do that. The fucking sky map, the one the one in the sky was the perfect one for that when you end up in the op, um, observatory on the other fucking mm-hmm. side. Yeah. So you can be like, I was doing gemstones. Ooh, no, no, no. Especially, like, if you got locked in between the hallways when it had to, like, decompress or whatever and then open up, you can get people in there, too, because that room is off to the left. All you have to do is go in there and hop in the vent. That's literally it. That beautiful mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so I guess I'll say a few times because it just depends on what the situation is. Do you defend the other imposter if there is one? Yes. I would never vote them out. I never snitch on you, daddy. I try, but I will vote for them if I have to. I'm not sure. Yes. Wait, no, no, no. Do you you defend the other imposter if there is one? Yeah. I was about to say, damn. Uh, No, no. Because sometimes they be doing some some, some ass shit. Not if I have to. I would literally just shut the fuck up. I'm not giving you a... It's going to be I'm not sure because I can't... I can't be defending everybody because I'm going to be doing some stupid ass shit and I have to let you go. Why isn't there an answer for no? I guess because I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, my thing is like, if you, if you on the same type of time I'm on, I'm going to hold up for you. I ain't going to be like out trying to like, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't. I ain't going to be like that. But I probably won't vote for you unless I have to. So it's going to be me over you, buddy. I've never played with more than one imposter, but I'm just going to go with that. Oh, it's chaotic. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) Especially when you like find out who your partner is, you just like, yeah, that cool. Especially when it get down to the bottom 
and the last people start like thinking they figuring out who it is and blah 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 it get intense but finally how often did you sabotage others in the game sometimes probably too much once even if I was dead, I was sabotaged like crazy. When they came out with the ghost sabotage, they went fucking crazy. I was like, yes, no more fucking just floating around in the ether. I'm fucking shit up because fuck you who killed me because I did not deserve to be killed. Even if, if I, I was can't dead. finish my task, nobody finishing their task. Even if I was dead, I'll fucking sabotage it. When I tell you my partner ain't had to worry about shit because I was getting them fucked. I was getting everything. I was like, if I got to lock a fucking door for you, baby, you're going to be straight. I'm going to be out here protecting <laughs> you like a guardian fucking angel. You hear me? Okay. Look, I got your back, babe. I'm not going to shit is sometimes. And majority of the time, my results were I won. After the game, everyone is impressed by my skills. I feel it. You lost. Sadly, nobody fell for your tricks and you got voted off very quickly. Mm-mm. But that also, is not even true. I also lost. Not that's a motherfucking lie. Damn. But I, I can be honest. I started losing when they changed the fucking maps and I didn't know the task anymore. Because I was trying to... Oh, no. When they started changing them damn maps, I was like, okay, y'all doing a lot now because now I got to learn new shit. New tasks. And that's just hard, especially when you, I hate when you get a new fucking game and you're the imposter the first time you start a map. But you like, I don't even know this bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, partner. I don't I don't know what the fuck's happening here right now. I can't tell you. I'm confused. I don't know. And they added the typing back to the chat because for a little while, because I guess because it was because of the kids playing the game, they didn't want people to be able to like be on the weirdo shit you can only type in like program saying yeah so like every time i played i only had program saying so i don't know the world of like interrogations and all that stuff oh I- you girl you miss out we used to cut hmm. each other up Brittany. who that was we a dangerous to time to be alive up soon as the as soon as the emergency meeting was called so you will have some people that be like where 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 you will have some people to be like fuck it cyan did a cyan whoever the fuck c-y-a-n whoever you pronounce it they did it and then they'd be like no i didn't it was lime green and he'd be like bitch i saw you you not do you was faking your tabs you didn't swipe and all of that yeah you can say all of that to people and when i tell you of course it was just uh programmed stuff for me and but listen. of course, I have fallen in some um, games with other people that like I didn't know, and they do be talking crazy in them rooms. So I get why they changed to the programming, but they changed it back because, to be honest, the program that was too hard. And then half the time, people would be putting the setting, the emergency meeting, be real short, and you can't even get nothing out. No, I was always confused about like because it took too long to go, especially on the PS5. It was taking too long to go through like the programmed um messages to figure out what i wanted to say and then if i wanted to say something what i wanted to say wasn't even there yeah that's why i hate it when it came to when it was that era i was like i might as well not even talk in this because all i'm gonna say is where because <laughs> what's happening here but i'm glad that they brought it back survivors let us know if you would win as the imposter on our twitter or down in the dms
let's go ahead and jump off season three with John Carpenter's The Thing. show itself it wants to hide inside an imitation it'll fight if it has to but it's vulnerable out in the open if it takes us over then it has no more enemies nobody left to kill it and then it's one you guys gonna listen to gary you can beat one of those things I fucking love this trailer. I thought it was good. I was like, wow. I was on the end of my seat. Because you were literally, like, you got a gist of what was going to happen. But it still didn't give away too much. The trailer didn't catch me. Like, I don't know. It's just... It just... I don't know. It wasn't my cup of tea. No pun intended. I like the trailer. So our movie starts out in space, a.k.a. a no-AJ zone, where a spaceship spins out of control heading right for the Earth. It's the goddamn first week of winter in 1982, and a Norwegian helicopter is poorly hunting an Alaskan Malamute. The dog makes it to a camp that is home to a few scientists and crew members who are looking on in confusion. Um, first of all, during this, we meet our main character, who's uh Mac McReady, whatever. Why he do that to his computer? Because here's my thing. I really don't think Ms. Luton from Final Destination would appreciate that because when she leaked her liquids on the computer, she fucking got killed. When he does it, we just get a little sparkler action. Death wasn't there. No, well, yeah, I guess she got a point. I just want to ask a quick question. How hard is it to listen? I'm not endorsing this by any means. Let me go ahead and say this before I get this sentence out. This is the first time I'm going to hedge myself. I'm not hedging the shit. I'm just giving a disclaimer. How hard is it to shoot a damn dog in the damn snow? Honestly, my whole thing was you should just let him kill the dog. Like This seemed like a very hard ass task, honestly. I just, okay. (laughs) And I know folks be real, real, real emotional about the animals, but this ain't even your animal. This is a, a random ass dog that these motherfuckers are literally hunting. 
with the helicopter. There there has to be a fucking reason why. I don't know what the fuck the reason is, but this is one of those mind your fucking business and go back inside, close the door and just mind just I don't see shit. Pretend you do not see. And this movie wouldn't even have happened. The helicopter lands and begins busting shots recklessly throughout the camps, still missing the dog. Finally, they land, they hop out, and one goes to throw a grenade, but it slips out of his hand during the windup and unable to find it, it sets off killing him. His partner that jumped out was fucking knees to chest when he seen he dropped that grenade. He was not about to get caught lagging. I honestly didn't realize that it was two people. I just thought it was one person the whole time. Mm-mm. So two people hopped out. One grabbed the grenade to throw it, but when he threw it, he let it go, and that's who blew up in the explosion. The other dude oh, was running knees to chest, and then what ends up happening to him is um he gets popped in the eye by Gary, the station commander. Literally, did not take no second because what happens is George gets fucking shot. Well, he don't get shot; he get grazed. Because he's still recklessly just shooting at this dog and missing terribly, just wasting bullets. I was surprised he still had any. A shot to the eye, though, from a distance, that's crazy. They, they weren't really. You could tell this wasn't a forte. This old buddy with the grenade. Don't try to dig for no goddamn grenade in the ice when you, you only got 10 seconds at best. Give or take, it might be a little bit more. You ain't got all long at all. He knew you knew he ain't ever fucked with grenades before in his life because he would have just ran. Number two, other buddy, why can't you aim? Dear Jesus. It takes a couple seconds to breathe and then press it the, and then pull the trigger. That's all that's all. He didn't do none of this shit. He was just like, fuck it. I'ma hit something. My thing is just like how quickly the crew just decided to adopt the dog. I'm like, y'all just really just didn't think nothing was off. Like, it has to be a reason that we are here. Exactly. They should just let him kill the dog. No, no. It, it didn't make sense to me how this random dog that came from outside, you're just going to let inside. You don't know if anything's even wrong with this dog. You're just like, fuck it. You're one of us. Gaba, one of us. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Unable to contact the outside world via hand radio, Mac and Dr. Cooper risk a flight to the Norwegian camp. But before that, Nov is jamming, playing Superstitious by Stevie Wonder in the kitchen. But I love it because while he's doing that, we get a scene of the dog just fucking creeping around the camp. And then he rolls up on this mysterious shadow figure and I'm like, who is it? But guess who the actual person who's playing the shadow is? Dick Warlock. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I love it. I love Damn. it here. I know. Are you going to be the shape and the shadow? That's cute. <laughs> Back to Mac and Dr. Cooper. They roll up to the camp to only find that the place has been ran through. Most of the personnel are missing and a corpse in the radio room with its throat and wrist slashed. The body's frozen, 
but it's like bloody frozen. Like it is blood dripping from the body, but the shit's frozen. The shit's honestly crazy. Cause how are you bleeding like that? And is that cold? No. I love that fucking shot of the blood icicles. I did too. Them bitches just like dangling down and you're like, fuck. It's that mm-hmm. fucking cold that you couldn't even bleed out properly. Like it just froze <laughs> it midair. I couldn't imagine. I cannot imagine that. Finding evidence that the Norwegians had dug something out of the ice. First of all, okay, time out. Because that would be a fire-ass jacuzzi. Just saying. I don't know what type of architectural magic we would have to do to make that work. But I feel like that would be a nice aesthetic. That little, it looked like a tub. I just, that was a nice-ass fucking square. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, can't you imagine just being like in the snowy Alps in a little iced-out jacuzzi? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Have your so furs off to the side. Okay, exactly. Yeah, see, you feel the vibe. Like, we can have a little s'mores, charcuterie board, like, nearby. Like, that's living. <laughs> so the pair returned to the station with this thing that they just found in the snow with two faces. And an autopsy performed by Blair is inconclusive and shows that the creature had what appeared to be a normal set of human organs. First of all, it's the dog peeping shit for me because from the moment that they came back and they was landing on the um from the helicopter, the dog was looking out the window like, what these niggas done found? That dog looked exactly <laughs> like folks be looking when they look out the blinds and they don't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. That was the like that dog. Me. That Ralph meme from Ed and Eddie where he be peeking out the window and they be changing it all the time. They be giving it ponytails and all that stuff. That's what, that's the energy it was giving. Also, when they bring the body in and they uncover it and it's just steaming, I know that shit stinks, stinks, stunk. I would have took it steaming at something else and I just lit it on fire. Maybe I'm looking for an excuse to light shit on fire. Not a thousand percent sure. Yes. But yes, you are. Maybe we're not just gonna say yes like that. But I would have been like, you know, it looked like it's defrosting. Let's just go ahead and burn it, toast this bitch up. Mm-hmm. Not defrosting. I can't do this. We need to bring it where we sleep at. Take this and the fucking dog back whence it came out there in the snow. Get the fuck out. Speaking of the dog, the dog bumps Bennings during a game with the guys and he asks Clark to, um, you know, put the little stray dog in the kennel with the rest of the sled dogs. Immediately, the other dogs know this nigga ain't right. The dog itself transforms into a huge demo dog type thing with tentacles and begins attacking all the other dogs. The loud cries and whimpers from the dogs causes Clark to return and finding almost the entire room of dogs in the process of being assimilated by the creature. Mac overhears the commotion and pulls a fire alarm and everyone runs to the kennel. And after he and Carrie shoot the creature, I keep saying Carrie, after he and Gary shoots the creature to no avail, Childs arrives and hit them with the fucking fire. I, these poor, first of all, First of all, listen to the dogs. They knew that nigga was not right off rip. They was just like, no, this is not okay. Also, two of them did get out and I was happy, but I felt bad for that one that really knew shit wasn't right and was trying to like claw himself out the gate. I felt so bad for that little baby. Me 
22 hours hoping he was gonna get the fuck out when I was watching. I was like, it's okay, baby. Keep chewing. Mm-hmm. You you know some shit ain't right. So before this shit go off, get out. He didn't get out. That shit looked crazy. When that shit opened like a damn demo dog, demogorgon, whoever you prefer. I couldn't take it. And then it just had like the exos. I don't know if that's an exoskeleton. I don't know my medical terms. But when it had like the meaty part of the dog, that's what Bones should have looked like. And I love Bones. No shade. Bones is perfect. But Bones should have had a version like that. Because that would have took that movie over. Yeah, no, that shit was ugly. And nasty. So I appreciate it. Like you were saying, Ashley, that it was showing, I think the word is called Sanu. The little shit that connects the tissue that's all white and shit. And it was like yeah. right there. And I was like, Ugh. I love I love to see it because it just looks so fucking disgusting. Cause you're yeah. like, that that's what attaches shit to shit. And it's there, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. be moving like this is moving. You shouldn't be looking like right. a little long headed man damn thing. Right. You should not. This poor doggy. Okay, look, look, the little tentacles, whatever it was spraying. I don't even know if it was spray. I just nasty nasty mm-hmm. then the people pissed me off but uh, you know what realistically i had done the same goddamn thing so i could say they pissed me off but what the fuck is you gonna do when you run up in the dog kennel because you think it's a dog fight not endorsing that shit either i'm just mentioning it and then all of a sudden it's a whole fucking monster in this bitch i had a- okay I had to pull one of them, mm-hmm. like, lean back to the side. I, You know, you'd be real fucking frustrated. You'd be like, <laughs> you breathe out. I did all that shit. I'd be like, oh, we, we, we fucks. No, it's a few of them. It's a few memes I could think of that I could just know. No. Nah. Well, the map says we're fucked. Because <laughs> what the hell? A subsequent autopsy performed by Blair reveals that the stray dog was an alien capable of absorbing and perfectly imitating other life forms. Realizing the implications of this, Blair quickly bugs out and becomes sus of everybody else. But I get it, though. Because if I just found out some shit like that, I'm like, well, fuck, like, what the rest of y'all niggas on? Because what is going on? Like, mm mm-mm. Also, when he was doing the autopsy, I thought he ain't had no gloves on. He did, but they needed to be longer. He needed the gloves that, like, you know, um, okay, y'all, don't think I'm weird. I don't watch these videos, but they just pop up on Facebook from now and then. And if you're on Facebook, you know Facebook will show you random videos. Have you ever seen a video of them, like, sticking their hand up a cow or a horse's butt? No, ma'am. I thought you had been watching Raw again or something. That's what you got. If I was like, oh, she must be mentioning Rob. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. They they do do it in a yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. So it'd be movies like that. But I'm saying that to say they usually either wear a suit or they wear really long gloves so they don't get shit on them. Because I was just like, you digging all in this alien guts. No nastiness intended. But um, I was just like, Jesus, you don't want to wear no longer gloves? Like, rap but I don't know. You should really make that the title of this damn episode. What? All in them alien guts. <laughs> they really what them alien guts was showing out, okay? Because <laughs> no. that's exactly what happened. All in this fucking movie, they was all in them fucking guts. Okay, everybody was in them damn guts. Oh, the alien was in they guts. Oh, the see, alien was in they guts. exactly. 
Oh my goodness. I can't take it. I cannot take it. Also, when Blair asked him, he was like asking him questions about the dog and stuff. Why Clark lies say he ain't noticed nothing strange about that dog? You knew that dog was fucking strange when he laid down like he a fucking sphinx in Egypt. And you even looked at him like, what's wrong with you? And just kept going about your business. Why you sit there and lie? So this leads Blair to continue questioning Clark. Like, you know, why wasn't the dog put away sooner? And how long had he been alone with the dog? And, you know, at this point, Blair just like, nigga, you, you looking real unfamiliar right now. I think you an imposter. There's an imposter among us. Which for a second, for a second, this made me think was Clark the shadow that the dog pulled up on. But I don't know, because I have two people. It's two people in my head that I think it is. But I'm not sure. Like, But Clark is one of them. I don't know who it is for real, though. So if anybody wants to entertain me, you can definitely do that. But also, this is where they watch that Norwegian footage that um, shows them finding a little spaceship that crashed. So this makes them take a second trip out to the Norwegian aircraft, where they discover a spaceship unearthed by the, you know, research team there and this also reveals that the creature had awakened after being buried within the ice for thousands of years thousands of years why y'all touching shit why are y'all touching shit we say this every time stop touching shit the world would be so much better if y'all just left stuff alone amen getting people their relics back speaking of Nas was like, somebody take their fucking drawers back because who let their holy ass drawers in my kitchen? Because that's disgusting. But there's a reason for that. And then this is when Blair realizes that the whole entire fucking world will be infected in 27,000 hours. That's like three years. That's like two months. Or that feels like two months. I mean, not that is. That's three years, but that's going to feel like two to five months. You know what I'm saying? That's a short time. That's quick. Bennings and Windows quarantine the remains of the dog thing and the Norwegian bodies in the storage room. While Fuchs tells Max that Blair has been all sus and his, re and his research indicates that the buried creatures are still alive, Moments later, after Windows left the bodies, a strand of tentacle-like snoo emerges from the remains of the dog thing and the Norwegian bodies and start to assimilate Bennings. Fuck that. Fuck that. And then, because the thing is, Windows comes right back. He was not gone that long. He comes back and Bennings is just like all wrapped up and stuff. Just, I know. Couldn't be me. Windows returns to find the bending things running away and gets Mac who activates the fire alarm again and the team corners the alien mid-transformation outside and burns it with fuel. Again, fuck that. Because did you see that thing? The way it was moving? Trying to do the little hand claws. Y'all can't see it, survivors. But listen, listen to me. I waited to talk about this for a couple seconds for one reason and one reason alone. You wouldn't have to go to the snow for Brittany to light you on fire. When Brittany would have sat there, looked at you, 
seen that you were no longer with us and that motherfucker was hugging, holding you in a nice little fleshy embrace, would have sat there, took the alcohol that I have in my pocket, because at this point, some shit's wrong. I need to keep some shit. Douse it on you and be like, the power of Christ repels you and then lit you on fire because I always want to do this shit. It wouldn't have been this little old let me go get Fuck you. You dead, bitch. You dead and you're crispy and these motherfuckers need to come help me put this damn fire out for the whole building goes up in flames. Mm-mm. No. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just, no. I just, I didn't like the way the thing was running away. I did not like that. Like, it just, uh, no, I did not like that. It wanted to uh, live. It did. And I mean, they bring that up later on in the movie. They say, if it's scared, it's going to fight. It's going to do what it's got to do to survive. And when you think about wild animals, and this is a fucking alien, by the way. They gonna do what they gotta do to survive. I just know. No, no, no. Does it make sense to why it's running that way? Because if it's been frozen for thousands of years in the first life forms, it's been like that one has known, not the other ones. Was a dog. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly how a damn fleeing dog would run. Because it hasn't fully assimilated to a person to get its characteristics yet. Mm-hmm. You're right. I get it. I get it. Cause, uh, cause when we see it, we see the hands are just, uh, no, mm-mm. and uh, no, I can't do that it. That motherfucking screech, it yeah, made that screech got me out. Oh, like this is exactly how I felt. Light that bitch on fire and go. Don't even mm-hmm. talk about it. Not the flick. <laughs> Afterwards, when Blair calculates his conclusion, he has a full meltdown. And honestly, in his head, I feel like he thought he was doing right. But baby, you look very scary. Let me tell you what this man did. To prevent the alien from escaping, he disables the helicopters and the tractors, kills all the remaining dogs that survived the first incident, and proceeds to wreck the radio room until the team overpowers him and locks him in the tool shed. Like, sir, you got to chill out. I get it. And honestly, like I said, like, he's right, because you don't want that alien to spread nowhere. You do got to get rid of all transportation, but it's still like, bro, you look fucking scary. Wielding that axe like that, killing them damn dogs like that. It's a lot. You know what? For the first time, let's no, the first time. Guilty. No. Yeah, he do look guilty. But for the first time, I could say, I understand completely. This is one of the moments where you have to decide what's more important to you. Your mm-hmm. life or the life of like the whole fucking world. And in his chance, it's it was like cabin in the woods. It was like, you know what? The whole fucking world kind of matters more because this motherfucker is a problem. And these people are a bit stupid. Um, if I let the chance be, blah. If I let the chance be where we can get free and we can run away and escape, one of us could be infected. Yeah. So do I just, you know, make the, the selfless decision? And fuck everything up, and those poor dogs are a part of it because they could they could flee, or they can carry it away, or do I just sit here and let all of us decide we're gonna leave this fucking base and then say fuck the world? I get it. Um, I get why they reacted how they reacted because the motherfuckers mm-hmm. out here with a fucking axe playing the shining. All we missed was here's Johnny. Exactly. <laughs> so look. At this point, you know, when they lock him in the tool shed, Blair's like, hey, yo, you need to watch Clark. That nigga says, I don't know, but I'm just saying. 
So they all outside, right? And it's this scene where Childs is like, well, how do we know who's real, who's phony, who ain't? You know what I'm saying? And I like that scene because they're all wearing these tinted ass shades. And it's almost like that poem, We Wear the Mask, that we're all just hiding behind because we don't know who's real and who fake. Well, I'm going to have to go read that poem now. I haven't read it yet. Really? I feel like that was like something we did in high school. And we just started, I know ever since for us, we just be saying we wear the mask. Mm-mm. Ours was like the Briar Rose one and shit. Mm. I don't know why ours, our damn teachers wanted us to be romantic and shit. I would have rather had an alien-esque reference, okay? I don't want to be like, oh, well, my mm. love Let is dying. Let me died. tell you something. My teacher made us read this book called Where the Red Fern Grows. I don't know oh. if anybody listening has read you. Yeah, we read it. We read it. Oh, my God. Why did we read that book? <laughs> what was Why was this in the curriculum? <laughs> and then we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it. I could not take it. That shit was crazy. That's crazier than us watching Final Destination. These were two different teachers, by the way. But that's still crazier than us watching Final Destination 2 in class. But I digress. Now isolated, the crew realizes that they might be contaminated and speculate on how to determine who is human. Windows finds that the medical blood supply has been sabotaged, eliminating the chance of blood tests that could reveal the infected person. Because the perpetrator used Gary's keys to access the blood, the team nearly just goes into Regina George levels of chaos and paranoia trying to figure out who the fuck is an imposter. I love when um, Mac is like, I know I'm human. So I don't know about y'all, but this thing, he doesn't want to show himself. It's going to hide in all of you and does what it has to do. And if it has to fight, it's going to do that. And I felt that because I really be wanting to know, like, when they change, do they know? It's not like they be acting weird or acting different because throughout this movie, there are people at this moment who are infected and we just don't know it yet, but they act normal as shit. I think at that point in time, they're dead. The them that, that was them prior to the beginning of this movie, they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that's taken over them and it knows them. No one else was picking up on it around him, but he was being weird. And then also he started turning pale. I ain't picked that up. Me either. But I will say, since we're talking about this now, he was my second person that I thought was um, the shadow that the dog pulled up on. Only because, like, well, in shad- the shadow, according to John Carpenter, it isn't anybody in the movie. Like I said, it's Dick Warlock, so it was none of the actors. So you can, like, be like, oh, that's such and such shape or a silhouette, blah, blah, blah. But... I would still like to say, like, based off what they're wearing, Norris is the only one that's, like, wearing that kind of, like, sweater. Low-key, it make me think of um, Pamela Voorhees' sweater. But um, wearing that type of get-up, and that's kind of what the vibe gave me. I don't know. And then I just feel like Norris, when you think about Norris, he was the kind one of the group. He was nice. He was sweet. And what other way to be deceitful and deceptive and fly under the radar then go for the nice person. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's why you got to kill the nice person first. Damn, that's fucked up. Not really. You get rid of everything, any type of question, just go ahead and set them on fire. If that person is like, they seem like they really care, you could be an alien. Burn, mm-hmm. baby, burn. Mac puts Gary Cooper and Clark into isolation and orders Fuchs to continue Blair's work before a huge Arctic storm forces them inside because, you know, they're about to be snowed in. They in Antarctica. It's all bad. Mac also thinks that, you know, the thing shreds and steals your clothes when it tries to assimilate you. Because throughout the whole movie, we've been seeing bits and pieces of people's clothes. Like how I brought up when Nalls had through the underwear when, and whose underwear, whose underwear was it? I wrote it down, but I can't remember what I said. Hmm. Is it Clark's? I don't know whose fucking underwear it is. I have brought it up, but I can't remember what I said. But anyway, Fuchs, attempting to continue Blair's research, goes missing shortly after a power failure. Fuchs' body is later found severely burned outside in the snow. Max speculates that Fuchs has used a flare to burn himself before the thing can reach him. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Because we've seen Fuchs out there with the blowtorch when he found McCready's um, clothes with his little name tag on it or dog tag, whatever. No, I can't imagine just having to end myself because this damn thing done found me. No, I just let it run its course. I ain't about to kill myself. No, no, no. Definitely yeah, I not. just don't think I could do that. I would have sabotaged the comms. Shut up. <laughs> but I would, I definitely, definitely, the comms. definitely ain't finna unalive Britney. Britney? <laughs> this one right here? No. You can go ahead and get me, baby. Um, Have fun trying to figure out whether I'm, I'm the imposter now because uh, she wasn't going that hard. Mm-mm. So earlier when I brought up that uh, Fuchs had found that little piece of McReady's shirt, the rest of the crew finds it. And now they all think he's sus. They think he's the imposter. And now they threw him out, y'all. Remember earlier I said it is a severe blizzard. I mean, like, you know how as Black people, we put our hand outside to see the weather. Honey, you put your hands out, you're going to come back with a stiletto set, Okay. And that's on the icy gang. It was that fucking cold out there. I say that to say, somehow, McCready found his way back to the camp. And he breaks into the storage room and threatens the rest of the crew with dynamite. Because I got to get my point across. And during the standoff, Norris has a heart attack when he and Cooper try and attack Mac from behind. Poor Mac. First of all, they locked you out. Then niggas trying to jump you and shit. More stuff happens later, but I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm like, damn, how much more he got to go through? With his fine ass. Okay. Man look, good. Man look good <laughs> with the fucking icicles coming off of his I was like, Have you seen him with the eye patch in the other movie? I first came across Kurt Russell in Orgaboard with him and his wife. Now they star in Christmas movies on Netflix. Yeah, no, please don't remind me because if BJ run up in here talking about that shit, we're going to have a problem. I got to see my face. I'm going to hold this expression. I'm starting to lose what? it. What? What? This man. I told uh-huh. you. I told you. But no, it's him in Escape from New York for me. 
y'all can't see it. Uh, no, I got I, I got it up. I got that fucking eye patch of him up. Don't worry. Mm. Mm. Oh shit. Yeah. I felt all of my sickness leave me while just imagining mm-hmm. that cure he could give me. Y'all make sure that Jose never listened to this episode. That's on you, sis. Anyway, um, <clears throat> when Cooper attempts to revive him, speaking of Norris, by the way, by defibrillation, Norris's body opens up and chomps off Cooper's forearms, killing him. Mac then torches the Norris thing, causing its head to just like fucking split and attempt to escape. Mac theorizes that every piece of the alien is an individual animal with its own survival instinct. After Palmer spots the spider-like or crab-like head attempting to flee, Mac then burns the head with a flamethrower. You gotta be fucking kidding. No. I don't know what I would do if I seen one of y'all heads sprout some damn granddaddy long legs, life-size version, and scutter away. No. Mm-mm. So listen, I know I've been on a roll with Wild in this episode, but if I seen this shit, I would unalive myself. Now I know I couldn't do it before with the with the damn flamethrower. But when I tell when I tell it. you, right, it's a motherfucker I don't work with for months and I don't dislike them. Let's make sure we throw that caveat in there. And then all of a sudden that head come off and then mm-hmm. try to flee. Like a fucking roach when you cut the lights on? Mm-mm. Maybe bye. <laughs> no. I'm not doing I, it. I need to see myself the fuck out, okay? Exactly. I clearly have the means to do it. Um, Y'all figure this shit out on your own because Brittany gone to go talk to whoever the fuck she need to talk to after she gone out this world. She'll see you later. Literally on the other side. Okay. <laughs> After a little scuffle, once McReady brings up, you know, taking another test, Clark in an act of mutiny attempts to stab Mc... Why, why all the niggas on RJ? Like I said, they tried to jump him. They tried to throw him out in the cold. Now niggas trying to run up and shank him with a scalpel. That's why he popped his ass. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Ain't hesitate. No, it's just, there's there are times to play games and there are times to be serious. This is one of them times. Well, when I tell you I'm going to send your ass to the upper room, don't think I'm I'm bullshitting you. This is not a bluff anymore, baby. I literally just saw a motherfucker head walk the fuck off. Not roll off, but walk the fuck off. You are gone. Like like this. Literally, it had to... Hold on. Let me help to see if y'all can get this damn sound effect. It said... The fact you picked up the mic. I got your back, babe. I got your back. I enhance it for you. <laughs> that shit really said I'm out. No, you are out. Don't fucking try me. Until I say we clear. We not clear, baby. The rest of the crew goes on with the test. Blood samples are drawn from each crew member's thumb, including Clark and Copper's dead bodies. Jabbed with a little hot wire to see whose blood will react defensively. So, first of all, first things first, they had everybody tied up, y'all. Okay? It's, I want to say it's Childs, Gary, Nalls, Palmer. They all tied up. Windows is helping McGreedy do the samples. 
Clark is dead. Cooper is dead. Obviously, Norris is dead. And Bennings is dead. So we ain't worried about them. But the rest of them niggas, they tied up to each other. So just keep in mind, okay? Ain't nobody going nowhere. So Windows, Max, Cooper, and Clark are proved to be human. When everybody figures out that Clark is human, they like, oh, so you just killed him. You got blood on your hands. Nigga, that was self-defense. What are you talking about? I've been like, so, my favorite line when somebody tells me some shit that I did that I really don't give a fuck about is so. Because I'm like, so? <laughs> me too. Because <laughs> like, what, what can you say after I say that? Like, what you did was wrong. So? What the fuck? You think I'm going to say, I'm going to excuse my behavior? No, fuck you. I did it for a reason. He got he got dealt with for a reason. He thought this shit was a game. Like, motherfucker, did you not just see the head run off? Like, I know you saw what I saw because I saw you see what I saw. And Don't so if that. you did just see the head run off and you acting like this, you are no longer an asset. Another reason mm-hmm. why motherfuckers be telling me they try to take me out during the damn zombie apocalypse. Because if you do some stupid shit, I'm going to send you on your way. And I don't mean to the zombies. Exactly. <laughs> when Palmer is tested, blood flees from the hot wire, revealing that he is an imposter. Exposed, Palmer transforms and begins mauling windows. First of all, they already had beef throughout the movies. They already would be saying smart shit to each other. So I was not surprised when he went for him. But I was like, damn, blood, you ain't have to do that. Whole time, Mac is trying to burn Palmer up, but the flamethrower jams and it won't ignite. After Palmer finishes fucking up windows, Mac finally gets the flamethrower to work and then finishes him off with a stick of dynamite right outside before he goes ahead and finishes off windows as well. That's fucked up. Windows ain't stand no chance. They already knew. They was like, we're just going to put you out your mercy. Put you out your mercy. We're just going to put you out your misery because what is there to do? Have y'all seen the episode of Curse of Cowley Dog when that fucking were rabbit was fucking folks up and he got mm-hmm. the damn rabbit suit Courage was was um was wearing? That yeah. was exactly what I saw when Palmer got a hold of Windows' ass because he was blinging the fuck out of him. He was like, rrr, rrr. and you can hear Windows just like yelping and stuff. I f- it was it was like the do- honestly, this is what I wanted to say because remember y'all, everybody was tied up. It's Nalls, Childs, Gary, and then Palmer. Gary is fucking freaking out. This man tied up next to him is transforming and shit. I would have passed. I just would have simply passed away. They all yelling, untie me, untie me. Nobody's untying them. They still tied up. Even when Windows got flamethrower they were still tied up and still screaming and it made me think of like a parallel to the dog scene when the dogs was all freaking out when the thing transformed on them because you can't you can't trust them even though they screaming untie me for all he know one of them motherfuckers is is another thing so he can't untie them so yeah he might catch another body in the process uh, in unintentionally but Mm -hmm. that's just what happened I'm, I'm not really all that sorry to say I'm sorry. You fucked. Yeah. I just, know I can't imagine. That's just way too much. And the way that Palmer, like, just started transforming with the face, his eyeballs bulging out of his head and stuff. I... 
this monster did not have a graceful transition scene like when it was like fuck it i'm tired of wearing this skin it wasn't no like i'm just gonna slough this shit off and just be a butterfly right it wasn't no sailor moon transition it said it said no moon prism power makeup bitch this is just this motherfucker said blood now boom you like what give me that body that body i need that body I'm gonna fuck up all of y'all are watching. Fuck all of you. Watch okay. this. Shit. Watch me work. And then he hit the fucking ceiling. That has shit had me fucking dead. He was like, "You think these chains can hold me?" No, exactly. <laughs> he said, "Well, if you want me to be the bad guy, confirming that Mac Childs, Gary, and Nalls are still human, the remaining crew set out to the tool shed in order to give Blair a test. While Childs keep watch." Not only do they see that um, Blair has escaped by tunneling his way underground, they follow the path and discover that Blair has been assimilated and this nigga was constructing a small little spaceship to get the... He, first of all, he was like, you know what? I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. Let me create a ride to take my ass home <laughs> so I can affect the rest of the world because y'all fucking tripping. So they returned to the surface and this is when they realized that Childs abandoned his post and he's at the main gate outside. Like, why the fuck is he outside? What's out there? That's suspicious. That's weird. And then the facility loses power. So time out. So it's so many theories surrounding this movie and I did not get to sink my teeth into all of them. But one of them is that this point where Childs disappears, he got got. What do y'all think? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Because here's my thing, and I just don't know. Movies have a lot of continuity errors, and this has been talked about, talked about, talked about. When I, but when I saw this, I'm like, I don't know. And then John Carpenter want to play and not tell people stuff, so we don't know if he did this on purpose or if he's like, it wasn't on purpose. But since y'all think it's on purpose, I'm gonna say it was on purpose. So you know, okay. When Childs is in there watching out the window, he has on a navy blue coat. There's another navy blue coat right next to him. Then it's like a green coat and then it's some tan coats along the wall. When they come back and see that he's gone, the door is open, but it looks like the navy coat that was hanging up is gone now. So did he get got and the thing took the coat? Because you know when the thing gets you, it rips up your clothes. So it couldn't use that first navy jacket he had on and needed another one. And the boots was all fucked up because the boots was in different places too. But I don't know because it could just simply be a continuity error. I mean, honestly, that was a beautiful ass little little food for thought to have because, you know, normally the way this motherfucker was acting, he would probably run the fuck off if this motherfucker was inside. But then also, he could have got God. Because he was in there an awful long time. And who the fuck was you waving at? Because it made no sense. When he was, before he ran off, I thought he waved. Like he did something with his oh, arms and then ran because, the fuck off. Um, you talking about Childs? When he was still uh, in the room, right? Mm-hmm. When he was in like, when he was like a silhouette in the light, he like waved and then ran off. Because I can't remember who it was somebody came up to him because it looked like he was like about to fall asleep and he heard something and he looked off into the distance and then he looked back out the window 
I don't know who that was. So unless he waving at his imaginary friend, he might have got gut. Mm. Realizing that the creature now wants to freeze again, so another unsuspecting rescue team will find it, the remaining crew accepts that, you know what? We probably ain't gonna come out this bitch alive, so let's just start blowing this bitch up. They're bulldozing the place. They smashing the place. They just fucking it up, just like the Norwegians did to their camp in hopes of killing the creature. While setting the explosives in the underground generator room, Gary is killed by the Blair thing. And first of all, that scared the shit out of me because I didn't know where the fuck Blair came from. And then just put his hand, like, I don't know what that was. It wasn't right, though. He pulled a smooth ass. Gotcha, bitch. He pulled it. I don't want to say what it reminded me of because we'll find out a little bit later. But Brittany, if you dig deep, you'll know what that remind me of when he stuck his hand in his mouth and it kind of fused. And then later we see him like dragging him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> While setting off explosive under, oh, I said that part. So, you know, Gary gets killed, like I said, and Nas follows the sound of a creature that he hears, and we don't ever see him again. So, he had a little deleted scene. He was supposed to battle this thing, like called the box thing, but they didn't even shoot it. It just got cut from the script. So, we just don't ever see him again after that. I appreciate it. They gave him that type of death scene. We just no longer see him anymore. Yeah. Because like, he was so, that poor baby. Yeah, it was just like, out of everybody, he was one of my favorite people. Also, I love that we had a black man in the kitchen, so I know them meals was hitting. Because you know what? When that motherfucker said, I forgot who it was, but who was like, we're not getting out of here alive, and then it panned to his face. Mm-hmm, McCready, yeah. And yeah, I, and I like, felt so bad, because he was looking like, damn, we not going home, we not going to see another day. I feel he looks so right. sad That's about so it. Sad. He did. McGreedy hears what I guess is the last of Nalls from, you know, the underground chamber. Now alone, Mac prepares to detonate the charges when the thing, larger than ever, because it's like it's like the Bailey thing, the Nalls thing. It's 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 hella mother. It's so many people. I can't even get my words together, but that thing big. Like it's huge. Emerges from the floor and destroys the detonator. Now here's my thing. It was two Molotov bombs right next to that detonator. Why those ain't go off when the thing knocked everything over? Because you have to light it on fire. I just feel like the de- didn't it explode though? Mm-mm. He just sucked the detonator into the ground. It didn't explode. That's why I was lost. I was like, I just feel like those should have exploded. McCready attacks it with the stick of dynamite, setting off the rest of the charges and destroying the ultimate Blair thing in the entire. McCready attacks the thing with the stick of dynamite, setting off the rest of the charges and destroying the ultimate Blair thing along with the entire facility, except for his little hut, if y'all peep that. So now Mac wanders the burning ruins to face his fate with a bottle of liquor. And now he meets up with Charles. Charles claims that he had saw Blair in the storm. So he went after him, but he got lost. Mac is unconvinced. But with the polar climate closing around them, and you know, they don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to survive? Are they going to beat this thing? Are they going to die? Are you real? They don't know. There's no way to find out. 
So at this point, they just point out that they don't really fuck with each other on the trust scale. They share a drink as the camp burns and the cold returns, and they just wait for their death. I love how when they were having a stare-off, and he was like, fine-ass motherfucker was like to other fine-ass motherfucker. (laughs) It it don't matter. Whatever one of us got for the other one, if we do have a surprise, it doesn't change our fate. And yeah, I was he was like, like, we ain't got the energy for that shit. I was like, yeah. I agree, B. No. Because what, what are you going to do at this point? You're fucked. Now, like I said, Max still had his shack, but I wouldn't even want to fucking go to sleep at this point. And y'all know I hate the code. I could, I cannot imagine. No, not at all. Well, that was the thing. What do you guys think about it? I love this movie. I could watch this movie again. Now, I probably won't because I see what y'all are talking about. Like, this movie's heavy. Because it's such a stressful movie done mm-hmm. so well that you're like, fuck, you just feel it. Like, you can cut that shit with a knife and eat it like yeah. you was some cake. Mm-hmm. so you don't want to take that shit in too many times like you want to be like i need to give myself a little mental break but the shit is yeah. good yeah i agree i love a movie that makes me think um i'm glad that i finally rewatched this one to actually like understand what was going on and just pick up on little things watching people because it's um I think they do a good job of just making you always on your toes just watching people to see and I know that's true because so many theories have come from this movie. Like there's a theory about looking at people's eyes and seeing if like light reflects off of them. The clothes theory, the Molotov bomb theory, because at the end, Childs and um, McGreedy share a Molotov or they share liquor. And somebody's like, well, I think it was gas in there. And he was trying to see if he was going to react to it or not. Or even the whole big theory of the whole thing is Childs. An imposter. I don't know how I feel. I fully 100% understand why people would think he is because that I'm not going to hold y'all. That coach shit got me because I'm like, damn, like. Because also, why did he run outside? Yeah, even if, but he said he saw Blair, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to see if the timelines even add up. I don't know, Childs. I really don't want you to be the bad person, but... I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. It's just left up to your own interpretation. Not 100% sure. Maybe he could be imposter. Maybe not. But at the end of the day, they fucked either way. Because it's cold as hell. Gonna die somehow. All the shit he's been through, I hope. He ain't. But then it's like, well, like John has said, if you are, it don't fucking matter. Y'all fucked. Fucked. Ratings. The Thing received an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 4.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 89% of Google users liked this movie. Remember, season 3, we ditched that fucking season 2 rating scale. You can now pick any number from 1 to 100. What do you rate The Thing? Um, I gave it 30 tickets. What the fuck? 
30? Hey. Bitch, you better be joking. I'm not joking, bitch. Yeah. I must be going deaf. Maslow, come on, let's go. We need to go for a walk. What? I couldn't get into it. I I tried. I it just wasn't. I like because I noticed you was like quiet the whole episode, so I was just like, I couldn't get into it. I really cannot get into it. I was watching it, and I watched this in the daytime, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm fine. I'm not sleepy. Like thirty minutes in, I fell asleep, and I had to rewind. Like the movie was long to me. I I just I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe aliens is not my thing, or like long whodunits is not my thing, but I I couldn't get into it. The only part that actually like made me jump was when um they were testing the blood and like the whatever the fuck it was that came off the blood that shouldn't make me jump because I was like what the fuck. But other than that, I was just I don't know, and I really like you know them playing Stevie Wonder because yeah, you gonna get the Stevie fuck your sleep, but yeah, I just. I wasn't a fan. It was okay. I can't follow that. I can't. like I don't even I don't even think I should give my rating. Um, yeah, we should just go to park recommendations at this point. Cause I, I, <laughs> I mean, if y'all like the movie, that is fine. I can tell that y'all enjoyed it. So tell the survivors. I'm pretty sure that they want to hear your glowing and raving reviews of the thing. I gave the thing 96 tickets because I just, I just think it is. It's crazy that it was slept on when it came out, but the fact that I could watch it. 40 what is this 40 years later yeah the fact that I can watch it 40 years later and that shit still crack that's crazy like the effects is banging the acting is so fire to me because nobody's like over the top nobody's not doing enough I feel like all of the characters are smart nobody's doing like dumb decisions yeah um Blair has a little freak out but you know we have a lot of people that will freak out over conspiracy theories, but that's a character thing. That's not a movie thing. Um, I understand what, what you mean by it's low, but I think I have to disagree at the same time because I'm like, I feel like it's so rich in dialogue and it's not even heavy dialogue. Not like It's not like they're ever like, oh, a helicopter landed in our blah, 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 blah. They just kind of like keep shit going and you just pick up information. I love when movies do that. So I just, I really enjoyed this one. I was happy we picked this for the season opener. Me too. All right, survivors. Let me get over my melodramatic tendencies and say, I'd have to give this 89 tickets. Why am I not giving it 90 or above? Is because I understand what Johnny is saying, even though I just want to give her shit for the fun of it. Because like I said, it took me a while to like watch it because I have started this movie. I don't know how many times and cut it the fuck off. I finally watched it because, you know, we have to watch it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But if it wouldn't have been for this, I probably wouldn't have discovered the movie and like how much I fucking love it. And so now, mm. because like I said before, I love the way that the um, dialogue happens in this film. Like when Doc was in that fucking um in his little hut and he was like, You can let me out now. Whatever was wrong with me, Ooh, it's not wrong with yeah. me anymore. Because with that news 
he was yeah he was right there is nothing wrong with him anymore because he's no longer the same doctor that he was and he's done assimilating oh Brittany I didn't even think about that like I just straight up thought that he was just trying to be a con artist and just trying to get out of something you know this nigga definitely was turned at that point but yeah you're right he was done assimilating he was done transforming so nothing was wrong with him but having a noose in there like that that's crazy like it it fucking worked like it gave emphasis to what he was saying and then i'm also making him look desperate because oh well he really wants out of here or he's gonna you know unalive himself but no he was just playing on your emotions to try to get you to get him out of there and he was literally giving you your answer like if you let him out he ain't the same person that it went in baby so don't don't think it's gonna go well for you because he kept saying let me with everybody else why do you why it's warm out here (laughs) <laughs> oh that makes me think of the tagline man is the warmest place to hide actually is vagina but um i guess this is a perfect way for us to go to the souvenir shop so yeah meet you there <laughs> thanks for writing before you go take a detour into the souvenir shop okay no for this movie I think a bomb souvenir. Y'all remember them toys we had when we was little? It was like a little squeezy ball, but like the parts bulged out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would want that, but make it the thing. Or like those toys you can like pull and like the hair would like do, it would like stretch all weird. Something like that. Be ready for me to wild for season three. No oh, God. Might as well start on the high note. I'm so excited. So I have two souvenirs. Let's start with the mild day. So I think we should have flamethrower lighters. Okay, I'm actually with that. I'm actually with that. Because it'd be yep. sometimes, like, you just need a light and the flame be too small and you, and it don't last because as soon as you, like, get over the, like, light, whatever you lighten, the wind from your breath blow it out. And you'd be like, damn, and you try and you try and you try. But with a flamethrower lighter, that little thing has some power. So... Exactly. Don't get too close, cause if y'all burn yourselves, that's on y'all. No, no, cause it's gonna be a little warning on that and everything. Now, survivors, I know what you're waiting for. Brittany's mm-hmm. wild day mm-hmm. recommendation, and I think we should have, uh, we should have both of these. So either a dildo or a flashlight that looks like the goddamn thing with his head extended. Yay! You just as bad as the people that made the Vecna dildo. I was actually thinking about the one Wait, with that's um a thing? from the, yes it is. Yes. The one from the alien, um, the aliens one when they got like the little Ew. The little bin no. ball shaped like that's well. Cause yes, no, because that's well. Cause why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why? You know what? Cause I mean they was already using KY jelly, so I can't I can't steal that and be like, we need yeah, a loop. You're right. So I, we should just go ahead and give give you something to use. Give you something you can feel. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, this serves as the official end of our episode. We are going to be moving on with our movie next week in our There's an Imposter Among Us series, 2010's Devil. You can catch us on social media at B180 Podcast, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. But keep in mind, if you want exclusive content and early releases, you should join us on Patreon. 
we're back okay so make sure y'all ass is here next week when we figure out what the fuck is going on with this damn elevator yeah this is too much other than that we'll see you soon bye bye bye